With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Friday before Liverpool take on Arsenal this Sunday at the Emirates in what is the biggest test for both teams thus far this season. Now, obviously, Liverpool haven't had a great start and do sit in mid-table, but you'd be a fool to suggest they aren't still one of the very best teams in the league. And you would have to put your faith in Jurgen Klopp turning things around in these players, finding form and figuring things out and getting back to where we know they can be. Now, given what City are doing, it may well be that the only thing anyone can do this season is finish second. But Liverpool should still be seen, I believe, as the favourites to finish second. Now, should they lose to Arsenal? I do think that changes. If they lose to Arsenal, they will be 14 points behind them with a game in hand. But if they win, all of a sudden it looks very different. They're eight points behind with a game in hand. That game in hand is against Chelsea, so it won't be easy. But you win that and all of a sudden you're only five points. And we know Arsenal will go through stages of the season where they look very, very mediocre. They don't have great depth, especially in the attacking areas. And you would fancy that over the course of a season, especially post-World Cup, when everybody's back to normal, that Liverpool will be able to uh, to claw back that disadvantage. Now, I spoke yesterday about silly people trying to use the Red Sox as a reason to beat FSG. And last night, I saw multiple people saying, if Liverpool don't sign Jude Bellingham, the owners need to go. And I just, all I could do was laugh because first things first, there is no mechanism to get rid of these owners. There's absolutely no way to get rid of these owners. Never in English football have fans pushed owners out. It just hasn't happened. The banks got rid of Hicks and Gillette. If it hadn't been for the banks calling in the loans, Hicks and Gillette would still be at the club. If fans could get rid of owners, wouldn't the Glazers be gone long ago? Wouldn't Mike Ashley have sold five years earlier than he did? Etc, etc. There is no mechanism to get rid of them. Secondly, who do you want to replace them? I went through the Premier League owners yesterday. 
And like I said, there's two groups that I think would be both good owners and wealthy enough owners to take this club forward. I don't know that they'd be better owners than FSG, but they would they would be more ambitious. There can be no claims that FSG aren't good owners. They are good owners. Look at the stability of the club. Look at the financial situation of the club. It's outstanding. Look at the upgrades in the infrastructure. Everything in terms of how the club runs is very good in terms of how they've grown the club, both, you know, on and off the field, is very good. The issue is they're just not quite ambitious enough. That is the problem. And I've said to people who were saying, oh, they need to go, well, who do you want? Oh, I don't know. Right, so you want these gone, but you can't tell me even one name that you want to come in and replace them. So somebody replied and said, well, it's not up to football fans to know who the billionaires are. It is up to football fans to care about their club, though. I'm old enough to remember when David Moores was owner of Liverpool and a large portion of the fan base wanted him gone because financially we couldn't compete with Arsenal and United and Chelsea, who'd just gotten Roman. And these people celebrated the arrival of Hicks and Gillette. Celebrated. As if it was a good thing. Despite the evidence that was out there that both of them were terrible owners. I mean, it's not hard to predict the group of people that would be interested in buying a football club that in all likelihood would sell for somewhere between 3.5 and 4.5 billion pounds. It's a small group of people that could afford that asset. Most of them will already have sporting interests. So you can look at the guys that already own major sporting franchises and see what their portfolio is. Do they already own a Premier League club or a major European club? Because if they do, you can rule them out. And if they don't, you can narrow it down. And then you can look at their track record of ownership of other sporting enterprises. And you can easily work out the good from the bad. With Hicks and Gillette, it was very easy to tell that these were not good owners. What Tom Hicks had done with the Texas Rangers was an abomination. What he did with the Dallas Stars was also an abomination. He bought parts of two clubs in Brazil, promised them a new stadium, never happened. Arrived at Liverpool, promised us a new stadium, we should have known it wasn't going to happen. All it would have taken was a little bit of research. A little bit of research would have told us that these were not good owners, or would have told those people that wanted them that these were not good owners. Whereas 
when FSG bought the club, they'd owned the Red Sox for the better part of a decade at that point. They'd won two World Series. The Red Sox hadn't won a World Series in 100 years before them. They had turned the Red Sox from a clown show into one of the best-run organizations in all of U.S. sport. They'd done an outstanding job. They'd modernized the franchise. They'd cleverly upgraded the stadium without taking away from what Fenway Park historically was. So you could use that information to project what they might be like at Liverpool. So I'd like people, if you're going to suggest, if you're going to dedicate large amounts of your time to saying these owners should go, then please bring forward some names of people that you think could be good owners. It doesn't necessarily matter if it's realistic or not. Just give, bring forward a couple of names. And Jeff Bezos is not an, a, an acceptable name. Number one, he's a horrendous human being. And number two... There's nothing to suggest he'd want to buy a Premier League football club. Now, his name has popped up in recent weeks as a potential owner of the Phoenix Suns. And if he does that, then maybe further on down the line, he'll want to branch out. But he doesn't own any sports clubs. Outside of the Americans, which is where most of the new money coming into the Premier League is coming from, you can look at the likes of Chinese billionaires but with Chinese billionaires it's pretty easy to figure out which ones might buy and which ones won't you look at do they have business interests do they, do they A own sporting enterprises if not do they have business interests outside of China or is all their money in China are they resident outside of China or inside of China because if they're resident in China they're very unlikely to buy a Premier League football club now because of the new laws about taxation on foreign investments by Chinese businessmen. And then you can look at the Middle East, Middle Eastern states, groups like Abu Dhabi that own City, Saudi Arabia owning Newcastle. Now, as a football club, we should be, and as a fan base, we should be completely against the idea of a country like that, or like any country, buying our football club. Do we want to be Newcastle, whose away strip is a Saudi, Saudi Arabian kit? Do we want that? Like, do you really want to be as soulless as City, where nothing you do is respected? And everybody knows that you're cheating. And eventually it is going to catch up on you. No matter how smart you think you are, eventually it will catch up with you. I'm not against the idea of FSG selling. I would love more ambitious owners. I gave two groups yesterday that I would gladly take. Now, the Villa ownership, that's not realistic because unless they sold Villa to buy us, that's not going to happen. But the Palace ownership group with Josh Harris and David Blitzer, 
they were prepared to sell their shares in Palace to buy Chelsea. So it is a possibility that they would be interested. And they are more ambitious than FSG. And can I please once again ask that the people who do not watch or follow or have even the most rudimentary knowledge of baseball, please, please, please stop using the Red Sox as a stick to beat FSG with because you don't know what you're talking about. You just don't. Oh, they finished bottom five times in the last 10 years. Bottom of a division within a conference, within a league. Not bottom of the whole league. Bottom of a division. Now, it's worth pointing out that in those years that people are talking about, only two World Series have been won by anyone in that division. And both of them were by the Boston Red Sox. Only one other team made the World Series final. They lost. That was the Tampa Bay Rays in the COVID-shortened season. Other than that, nobody has done anything. Anything. I mean, the Yankees... The last time the Yankees won the World Series was 09. They haven't been in a World Series since. The Rays have never won a World Series. They've been in it twice, 08 and 2020. The Blue Jays haven't been really relevant since 92 and 93 when they won their World Series, pre-FSG. Like, just take a look at the team's who've won the World Series since. Now, Henry, what year did he buy? I think it was 2000. 2002, he bought the Boston Red Sox. Bearing in mind, he previously had been a part owner of the Florida Marlins and had success there. Um, he bought the Red Sox in 2002. So the Anaheim Angels won the World Series that year. The, the Marlins that he just sold... The Marlins that he built, they won it in 03. The Red Sox won it in 04. The White Sox in 05. The Cardinals 06. The Red Sox again in 07. So they're the first team to two following his purchase. The Phillies in 08. The Yankees in 09. The Giants in 10. The Cardinals in 11. So there's two for them as well. The Giants again in 12. So there's two for them. The Red Sox with their third. The Giants with their third in 14. <clears throat> then the Kansas City Royals. The Chicago Cubs, by the way, the franchise built with Theo Epstein running the show, making all the decisions. A guy who helped build those early Red Sox world champions. A guy who's probably the, like the Michael Edwards of baseball. The Houston Astros won it in 17. The Red Sox win it again in 18. So they're the first one to four. 
the Nationals in 19, the Dodgers in 20, and the Braves last year. So the Red Sox have won four. The Cardinals have won three. Oh, sorry, the Giants won three. The Cardinals won two. And nobody else won more than one. And most of the league didn't win any. And yet people people want to carry on like this has been some sort of failure because they're having a down cycle, which is very common in baseball. You see, in baseball, it's better to be really bad for a couple of years, rebuild, and then be great for a couple of years and win a World Series than it is just to be good for years and years and years and win nothing. Because at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is winning. And if you win four World Series in 20 years, which is more than anyone else, well, then you've done a pretty great job at running your club. Simple as that. Now, like I said, the other one that's done really well in that time is um, the Giants. If you want to go and look into their ownership, maybe they're someone that would enthuse you. Uh, perhaps the ownership... Of the Cardinals, Bill DeWitt. Uh, the DeWitt family have owned the Cardinals for a little bit of time. He's 81 years of age. So, I'm not sure he's going to be uh, moving beyond that. Just, just stop trying to use the Red Sox. Because if people actually look into what FSG have done with the Red Sox, they'll realize that they're the most successful franchise of the last 20 years. I've had enough for today. Uh, there's plenty of good stuff pre-Arsenal. Uh, pre on This Is Anfield, there is good stuff on... Liverpool.com, and we have a preview article up, Arsenal versus Liverpool, Time to Overcome, written by the machine, Stephen Smith. Do check that one out. There is a new podcast, there's a new scouted looking at Arsenal, and there is the new Mulby on the spot, uh, Trev and Jan back together again. That's also available on YouTube if you want to watch the actual video of it as well, so do check that out. And Rival Recon Harry Sethi's preview pod. That will be out today as well. Uh, so do check all of those out. And I will see you on Monday. Take care of yourselves. And remember, if you see people being foolish, don't be afraid to tell them they're being foolish. It's a community service to tell a clown that they're a clown. And if you're worried about getting, you know, any kind of abuse back, just send them a little clown emoji. It really winds them up. And then reply to everything they say after that with a clown emoji. <laughs> See you Monday. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, 
we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.